the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Plan Your Estate Radio with your host, San Jose Estate Planning Attorney Bob Bergman. Bob's been practicing law for over 40 years and is certified by the State Bar of California as a legal specialist in estate planning trust and probate law. Bob is here to help you set your house in order with valuable insights you can use today to prepare a better tomorrow for your loved ones. And now your host for Plan Your Estate Radio, Attorney Bob Bergman. Good afternoon, Bay Area. This is estate planning attorney Bob Bergman broadcasting from my office here in the Cambrian Park area of San Jose. Two things uh, to lead off the show today. First of all, in one month, I will be relocating my office across the courtyard of the complex I'm in moving from 3535 Ross Avenue, Suite 308, to 3535 Ross Avenue, Suite 200. I'll be moving from Building 2 to Building 1. And so I'm in the process of shifting things right now. My anticipated official uh, opening date for my new office will be August 1st, so that's basically one month from today, one calendar month. The second thing is, to inaugurate my new location, I uh, actually, my new location, I now have a dedicated workshop and seminar room again, which is something I used to have at my present location, but then with the pandemic, that all kind of went out the window. But uh, I have the uh, outer waiting room is going to double as a waiting room and a workshop room where I can hold up to 18 people attending a workshop. To that end, I have actually now scheduled uh, at Eventbrite two back-to-back workshops, estate planning workshops, on August 6th, which is a Saturday morning. And um, you can get more details by either going to eventbrite.com and searching on August 6th for, um, for workshops and seminars, estate planning workshop, or just go to my website at lawbob.com where I now have a button on the homepage that says Upcoming Workshops and Seminars. If you click on that button and scroll down a little bit, you'll see all the details for the upcoming workshops, dates, times, where they're at, and uh, and then also two buttons so you can select which workshop you would like to attend. Uh, so... Now's the time, if you want to get a jump on it, now's the time to go ahead and schedule your 
or, or book your reservation for one of the workshops. They're going to be back-to-back on Saturday morning, August 6th. So that's uh, probably the most significant change going on in my life and my practice is moving to a new office where I plan to be for at least the next uh, two to four years um, because um, I like the location I'm at. It's easy to find. There's a lot of free parking. I like free parking. And um, it, it's just a, a good location. I like the new office I'm moving into. It's laid out much better than my current office. And I'll be able to get more use out of it um, than what I am in my current office. So if you've been considering having a consultation with me, just be aware that if you book a consultation right now, which you can also do through lawbob.com by clicking on the button that says book a call. If you want to come in office, then prior to August 1st, it will be at my current office in Suite 308. After August 1st, on or after August 1st, it will be in my new office at Suite 200. And uh, if you do book an in-office appointment, that information will be in the confirmation just to remind you of that. It's possible that I will move up um, meeting locations to the new office before August 1st, but don't bet on it. So my usual format for this show is to cover questions and comments from around the state of California. So I'm going to launch right into the heart of the show, which is just that right there. Uh, One of the things I like to do with the show is I have a computer screen open in front of me and I put a big clock on it so that I can track how the show's going and how much time I have left. Uh, I can pick the type of clock. So right now I have a gigantic Mickey Mouse clock, clock face on my computer And that's to match the Mickey Mouse watch that I wear every day now. Yes, I'm a fan of the Mouster. Um, I will admit it. Even a grown man like me can be a fan of Mickey Mouse. Um, I'm the same age as Disneyland. So in case you were wondering, figure out when Disneyland was open. That's how old I am, too. (laughs) So so I'm going to dive right in with questions and comments from around the state of California. And the first one comes out of Napomo, California. And um, says, my father is deceased five years now. My sister is the trustee of the trust with that he had with my mother. And she's taken my mother into her home right after my father died. My mother has dementia for the last five years. My sister, who doesn't communicate with me unless I contact her, has taken my father's truck, gave her daughter my mother's car, and sold my parents' home six months ago without telling me. I received an email from Zillow showing my parents' home sold. I'm so disappointed in my sister and now concerned. I did contact my parents' financial planner attorney and hope to speak with them next week. Well, what this person is going to find out is that the attorney cannot really talk with the person who's asking about this situation. That's because if the attorney's representing anybody, it's the sister as the successor trustee of the parent's trust. 
uh, or representing actually the mother with dementia, even though she cannot communicate with her attorney anymore. I guess the the concern this person appears to have is that the sister is going to, uh, because the mother has dementia, the sister is going to start taking the money from the sale of the house and using it for her own purposes. Uh, you know, basically giving it to herself, giving it to her daughter as she gave the mother's uh, car, which, by the way, she had no authority to do that. She probably did have the authority to sell the um, sell the the house as the trustee, especially if the parents were no longer living there. Uh, once the father died, the house likely got a step up in the cost basis, which means there was no income tax consequence. And uh, presumably the sister is now taking the proceeds and investing them to generate money to take care of the mother. But there's no real way to know that unless the sister is a little more forthcoming with her uh, brother or sister, whoever it happens to be here, and kind of lets them know what's going on. Not a good situation all the way around. And if I were advising the sister, I would suggest to her, do not be so um, so secretive about what you're doing. That's the kind of thing that uh, can blow back on you later on uh, when the mother passes away. The brother may demand some kind of an accounting and may be able to get an accounting of where the money went and what the money was used for over the years, especially if the amount that's left is significantly less than what would have been netted out of the sale of the property. So we're coming up on the first break of the show today. When we come back, there'll be more Plan Your Estate Radio with your host, estate planning attorney, Bob Bergman. So stay tuned for more Plan Your Estate Radio. This is Plan Your Estate Radio with San Jose estate planning attorney Bob Bergman on AM 1220 KDOW. I welcome back to the second segment of the show today. Continuing with another question out of Silmar, California. person said, my mother died and now I'm the trustee of her trust, also an only child. She left everything to me to handle. I'd like to get a loan on her home to consolidate my bills by using the equity in the home. Am I able to get a home equity loan or a HELOC loan as the trustee after my mother has passed? Well, first of all, if she left everything to you, it's yours now. You're probably not going to be able to get a home equity loan on the property as trustee of your mother's trust. Instead, you need to get the property out of the trust, either into your name or transfer it into your name and then into a trust of your own that owns the house. If this is, in fact, the mother's residence and the child's living in the residence as their residence as well, they're probably going to be able to avoid having a reassessment of the property taxes under Proposition 19. That's going to depend on the current assessed value um, and then also the market value of the property. And as long as the current assessed value plus $1 million is less than or equal to the 
market value of the property. Um, if the person occupies it as their residence, they're not going to have the property taxes go up. But really, they have to have the property in their name or in their own revocable living trust in order to get a home equity line, um, a line of credit to uh, consolidate bills or pay off bills, whatever makes the, uh, the most sense. Okay, well, here's, uh, yeah, here's a good one out of San Rafael. It says, Mom had a revocable trust and will written in 1998. Her house at the time was put into her trust. She moved in 2002, and her new house was not put into the trust. You can see where this is going, right? It says, Proceeds from the first home were used to buy the second home. Important, you know, interesting information, but not really relevant information. She passed away in April of this year, and unfortunately, the family's now just realizing that her house was titled only in her name. Her will contains language, I give all of my property to the trustee of, and then it names her trust, but nothing more specific than that. The schedule of trust assets lists the original home on it, but of course does not list the new one. The estate's going to go 50-50 to me and my sister. The houses are only significant asset, value approximately $1.3 million. Does a Hegstat petition have any hope here? I know her intent was to have the house in the trust, hoping to avoid the time and expense of probate. Now this person's in San Rafael, California, which which presumably that's where where the mother was as well, uh, and that's where the um, where that would be the proper court, uh, Marin County Court, to bring anything like a Hegstat petition. I've talked about Hegstat petitions many times on this show. It's basically a court petition to have property real and or personal property of someone who's died declared as part of their trust after they've died. And a Hegstat petition generally requires that there be some written evidence that a person intended the property to be part of their trust. Clearly, um, if it's titled in the name of the trust, you don't need to go to court to have the court confirm that. If it's not in the name of the trust but is in somebody's individual name. Well, in a case like that, we look to things like, is there a schedule of trust assets that either lists the specific property on it or lists the category of property, like all of my bank accounts, all of my real estate? Is there a document like a general assignment of property to trust that assigns categories of property to the trust ownership, like all of my real estate, all of my personal property, all of my financial accounts, all of my brokerage accounts, etc., etc. In this case, the will that's being described, we call a pour-over will. It's called a pour-over will because it says, hey, I give all my property to the trustee of my trust. In other words, pouring it over into the trust. The problem is most probate courts in California will not consider 
a pour-over will by itself as sufficient written evidence of intent to get that asset turned over into the trust. I don't know about Marin County. Uh, Last time I checked, I think San Mateo County permitted that as long as every interested party consented to that and they agree that that's what should happen. Santa Clara County used to allow just a pour-over will, but now they need more than just a pour-over will. They need some other written evidence of intent, even if that was a letter that someone wrote saying, hey, I want to put my house in the trust, um, or I want this bank account in my trust, and they never actually changed the title. So I specialize in Hegstats, in, um, actually in uh, San Mateo, Contra Costa, and Santa Clara counties. Those are generally appropriate if the trustee of the trust is a resident of one of those counties, although there may be a way to actually um, have matters heard in Santa Clara County, um, even if the trustee's not a resident here. But um, that's something, if if you're interested in that, you need to contact my office and actually book a consultation about that. We can talk about how that might be possible. But the in this case, if there's no other written evidence that mom intended her second house to be part of her trust, regardless of everyone's understanding that that's what she wanted, if no steps were taken to do that, and there's no other written evidence other than her will, then the chances are excellent that they will have to actually go through the probate process to get that house into mom's trust. And uh, I don't know how long that will take in Marin County, but I'm guessing at least eight to 10 months if they were to start it today. So they're looking sometime in 2023 to actually get that, uh, likely to get that sorted out. Uh, I work very hard to try and keep people out of the probate court. That's why I do estate planning. Um, and I do wills and trusts, and I make sure that people have um, always identified what they own and also counsel them. If you buy something new, take it in the title of the trust, at the very least, list it on a schedule of assets that you can update. I provide a, a schedule that can be updated by someone on their own. Then at least there is now written evidence of your intent that that asset be in your trust. Um, I think that's crucial. I also have a general assignment that generally assigns assets, including assets acquired in the future, into the trust ownership. Uh, So I try to cover it as many ways as possible so there's at least evidence that property can be turned over to a trust if it was not in the trust when the person died. So we're coming up on the mid-show break today. When we come back for the second half of the show, there will be more questions and comments from the state of California. This is attorney Bob Bergman, and I'll see you on the other side of the break. This is Plan Your Estate Radio with San Jose estate planning attorney Bob Bergman on AM 1220 KDOW. Hi, welcome back to the second half of our show today. 
Let's continue with more questions and comments from around the state of California. This one's out of Burbank, California. And the person's asking, uh, when setting up a California AB revocable trust, must all assets owned, like separate bank accounts, separate brokerage accounts, separate pension plans, separate whatevers, have to be explicitly titled to the trust, or is it automatically assumed they are, and as such, governed by the terms of the trust agreement? It's an excellent question. First of all, uh, a California AB revocable trust, AB refers to a trust that's required to, uh, a trust for a married couple that's required to be divided between a deceased spouse's share and a surviving spouse's share uh, when the first spouse passes away. Uh, Those are not as commonly done anymore because of changes in the estate tax rules, but some people still have them. And if they're saying separate bank accounts, separate brokerage accounts, I assume they're talking about accounts that are owned by each spouse separately rather than owned jointly by the spouses. Um, If you want to have any account, whether it's a jointly owned account or a separate account, governed by the terms of a revocable trust, you need to retitle that account into the name of the trustees of the trust then within the trust, indicate whether it is uh, jointly owned, meaning community property, or it's the separate property of one spouse or the separate property of another spouse. I will say pension plans, retirement plans, IRAs, 401ks, things like that do not get titled into the name of a trust. They cannot be titled in the name of a trust without causing a 100% distribution of that asset to the trust, which, of course, someone would not want to have happen in the usual course of things because, uh, well, quite frankly, because the purpose of having that retirement plan is to take it out in retirement, not take it out prior to the time you need it for retirement. But that's what would happen if you retitled it into the name of your trust. Just listing the assets in a trust would be sufficient for a Hegstat petition that I talked about uh, before. uh, before, uh, Remember I was talking about the Hegstat petition? You could use Hegstat petition and show the schedule of assets of the trust as proof that you intended property to be in the trust, but there is nothing automatically governed by a trust document. Just listing it as an asset is not sufficient to have it be automatically handled by the trustee of the trust. Uh, And there's a real um, clear reason for that. If I have a bank account at, we'll just say, uh, Bank of, pick your favorite city, uh, Bank of San Jose, and and I want that in my trust. If I just list it on a schedule of assets, Bank of San Jose has no idea that um, that that account is intended to be part of my trust, unless I go to them, and I actually change the title to my trust, and they are not bound by me declaring in my trust that 
that account is uh, owned by my trust, they will rightfully tell your successor trustee, uh, we need proof. Uh, we need proof from the court that this is part of the trust. That could be through a Hegstat petition, or if it's not listed at all in the trust, then you may actually have to go through the entire probate process to get it turned over to the trust. So this is, again, part of the planning process is making sure that if you're going to do a trust, making sure that you have properly identified assets and properly titled those assets to make sure they are, in fact, owned by your trust. Um, One of the things that is a very common problem is uh, people setting up trusts and then uh, uh, not doing anything else or just listing assets and not taking any steps to retitle those assets. And then uh, they die and nothing's actually titled in the trust. Now, this is where a Hegstat could come in if someone had actually uh, actually listed those assets and... Uh, and or, or clearly identified them in some way in a schedule of assets or in the trust by saying, I give my account at one, two, three, four, five, six at Bank of San Jose to my son, John. Well, if it's listed in the trust as something to be distributed, that's pretty clear evidence that the person uh, considered that it should be part of their trust, even if they never actually went to Bank of San Jose and changed the ownership title. But I will tell you, the more common thing is that um, people um, set up a trust and they literally don't even list any of the assets of the trust. They just think, well, I set up a trust and now everything happens automatically. I will tell you, in the world of estate planning, the only thing that can happen automatically is if somebody owns an asset as a joint tenant with somebody else or if a married couple owns an asset as community property with right of survivorship. In a case like that, those assets can pass to the survivor uh, because of the right of survivorship, but it's still not automatic. You still have to take some steps to actually go over and provide proof that the person died, provide proof of who you are, and then take over that asset in your name or in your name alone. So, as I as I tell people sometimes, estate planning is not easy, regardless of how various online companies and things like that uh, try to convince you, oh, it's as easy as falling off a log. I'll tell you what, if it was that easy, it really would not be a specialty in the law. That's like saying, well, being a doctor's easy, but you know what? Being a brain surgeon has to be like just as easy, okay? And anybody can be a brain surgeon. I will tell you right now, not everybody, including not every attorney, can be an estate planning attorney. Many attorneys that actually sell wills and trusts as part of their practice, they're not specialists. Um, they're in many cases, they're like a general practitioner doctor that is trying to practice a level of medicine that he or she has not really been trained for. 
you probably would not go to your internal medicine specialist at Kaiser or Palo Alto Medical Foundation or Sutter Health or any place like that and expect them to operate on your knee or operate on your brain or expect them to diagnose and treat a skin cancer or something like that. I mean, that's not their specialty. And uh, a good one will know when to refer to a specialist. One thing I'll say about the practice of law is, in the legal profession, anybody who's a member of the bar can say that they practice in any area of the law, regardless of how much experience they have or don't have. That's just the way it works. That's why um, I recommend that people seriously consider that if they want to do estate planning, that they come and they work with a specialist such as I am. I've worked long and hard over the years to get my specialization as uh, as a state bar specialist in estate planning, trust, and probate law. It's not an easy thing to do. You have to have years of experience. You have to pass a highly competitive exam that's in your specialty area. Uh, and then you have to take more than twice as much continuing education as other attorneys who are not specialists. So it's an intensive commitment, and it's also a commitment to excellence. So I suggest to people, do not, I repeat, do not trust something as important as the estate for your family and the planning for your family uh, to some online service or to just any old attorney that um, that says they can do a trust for you. Um, I would not do that. I, I would not um, go to just uh, any old mechanic. I would want to go to a mechanic that knows how to work on my kind of vehicle. And, uh, and there's certain things that I will not do for myself because I know I don't have the expertise. One of them is work on my car. One of them is to also change a tire uh, because I physically can't do that anymore uh, because of um, the uh, residual injuries from the stroke I had last year. I can't, can't really lift a tire anymore with my, with my left hand. But you know what? There are people that specialize in things like that and I rely on them to actually take care of business for me for things that I can't do on my own. I suggest that you consider doing the same thing when it comes to the area of estate planning. So we've got a short time left before we come up on the third break of our show today. And uh, I just uh, want to urge you to uh, seriously consider, if you're thinking about estate planning, feel free to go to my website at lawbob.com and click on the button to book a call. I take uh, both telephone consultations, Zoom consultations, and in person in my office. All of those are available now. So in a, in a few minutes, we'll come back with the final segment of the show today. This is attorney Bob Bergman. Now, back to Plan Your Estate Radio with attorney Bob Bergman. Okay, welcome back 
to the final segment of the show today. And I have a few more questions and comments to cover, then we'll wrap the show up um, with um, a little more information about my upcoming workshops in August. Okay, uh, San Diego, California. Do I have to worry about reassessment if my mother leaves me her house in her will? I was wondering about Prop 13 and Prop 19. Um, I live with my mother in her home, uh, and she has it in a trust. I don't know if I'm crazy or something. It's like, well, no. Again, if you live in the house or you move into the house after mom dies and you make it your residence, and in this case, most counties are expecting you to file a homeowner's exemption form with the county to show them that you're claiming it as your residence. Um, if you do that, and uh, this is in San Diego, so I don't know how much the property is worth, but if you do that and the market value of the property is less than or equal to the assessed value on the date that the parent died, plus $1 million, then there will be no reassessment of the property taxes. To the extent the market value exceeds that number, the excess value will be added to the assessed value uh, at the time for a new assessed value. Using numbers, it's assessed at 300000 Add a million to that, that's 1.3 million. Properties worth 1.5 million. They will take 200,000, the difference between the 1.5 million and the 1.3 million, and they will add it to the $300,000 assessed value for a new assessed value of $500,000. Now that means the property taxes did go up, but they did not go up from 300,000 to one and a half million, which would mean going up 500%. They went up about two-thirds over what they were. Uh, so, you know, less than 166%, something like that. Now, if that was a rental property, or if the child was not occupying it as their residence, then the new value in this example, the new assessed value, would be $1.5 million dollars instead of the 300 and that means the property taxes would go up by 500 percent so that kind of answers that okay as my deceased mom's successor trustee this is out of fountain valley california what do i have to file with the recorder's office to sell her house there are three beneficiaries me my sister, and my brother. The trust and the property are in California and will be selling it right away. Since one beneficiary is out of state, I thought it would be easier for me to sell it as trustee rather than do a deed change into the beneficiary's names than distribute the total inheritance. I, I would agree. So if you're going to sell it right away, sell it out of the trust and then distribute the proceeds equally between you, your sister, and your brother. Then you file one tax return for the parent's trust showing that this money came in. Uh, it's likely that there's no tax 
but you still have to file a tax return and then show that all the proceeds were distributed out to the three beneficiaries. So that's something that can generally be done. Um, you just get the property listed, get it sold, work with a good accountant to do the tax return that's needed, and you're going to be in good shape right there. Okay, can probate be handled entirely, banking included, in San Diego County when there's a Nevada resident who owns property in San Diego and dies intestate, meaning without any last will and testament? So the person said, my brother died in San Diego County without a will. He's a resident of Nevada and has bank accounts open in Nevada and San Diego. Can the probate of his estate be done entirely in Nevada, or must we also have an attorney, excuse me, entirely in California, or must we also have an attorney in Nevada? It sounds like he was visiting and died in San Diego County. Um, The short answer is it depends on the value of the bank accounts. Uh, Nevada, uh, if he's a resident of Nevada, then that means any probate would have to be done in Nevada. And um, because because of that, if there's sufficient value of assets uh, in in California, if the probate's done in Nevada, it can handle every bank account that he may have. And it sounds like it's just bank accounts. It doesn't matter if the bank accounts are in San Diego or somewhere else in the country. If he's a Nevada resident... Nevada probate would be appropriate. So uh, we're about to end the show today. I just wanted to remind you all, I will be moving my office in one month to Suite 200 in the same complex I'm in. And I have workshops in my new suite on August 6th, which is a Saturday morning. One's going to start at 9 o'clock. It's going to be about an hour, 15 minutes. The other's going to start at 10.45 a.m. and go till about noon. You can register by going to lawbob.com and clicking on the button um, that deals with upcoming workshops and seminars. So until next week, this is attorney Bob Bergman, hoping you have a safe and great 4th of July weekend. Goodbye, Bay Area. You've been listening to Plan Your Estate Radio with estate planning attorney Bob Bergman. For more information on today's program or to schedule a consultation, visit lawbob.com, L-A-W-B-O-B, lawbob.com. Or call his office in San Jose, 408-247-0444. That's 408-247-0444. And be sure to tune in next week for more Plan Your Estate Radio with attorney Bob Bergman. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of this station and are for informational purposes only and should not be construed to be legal, financial, or tax advice. Seek appropriate legal advice regarding your particular situation. Attorney Bob Bergman does not offer any guarantees with regard to the outcome of your legal matter. Prior results in other cases do not guarantee a similar outcome in your case. All rights reserved. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.